Happy Monday! It's Cornelia. So excited! Today's episode is about validation, external validation, internal validation, and tips on moving away from seeking external validation. At the end of the episode, I will get a little bit into the info on the community clubs on Zoom that I've started, as well as my workbook that I publish for anybody going through a breakup or a divorce. Let's get healing! people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. That quote was said by Lecrae Moore and perfectly sets the tone for today's episode. Let's set ourselves up for success and let's just go ahead and define the concepts that we're going to be talking about today. Validation, number one, that definition is the act of affirming a person or their ideas, feelings, actions, etc. as acceptable and worthy. External validation, that is where other people, events, other things outside of yourself are validating your feelings or you as a person. Internal validation or self-validation is the validation of your own feelings or the non-judgment of your own feelings. So it's something we're able to give ourselves. We are accepting our own internal experience, thoughts, and feelings. And it doesn't mean that we believe them necessarily. It doesn't have to mean that you believe your thoughts or you believe your feelings are the set in stone facts. It just means that you are able to sit with those and accept them and accept your experience. And it's coming from you internally and not something outside. A really good analogy for this concept, and I want to set this up as we go into the episode, is a bank. And I want you to think of your value and your worth as your individual bank account. And really, the bank can just be every single person in the whole world, and each person has their own individual bank account. And the way the bank accounts are set up are you're the only one who can make the deposit. So nobody else can deposit money into your account. You have to be the person that puts the cash or puts the check into your account. 
the deposits are what makes your account grow. It's what builds your portfolio. It is your self-validation. You're the only one that is filling this account. If you withdraw from that account, it's going to lower it. It's going to decrease the value. It's going to decrease the amount that's in your account. I want you to think of external validation. Think of those as gifts. So in my mind, I'm picturing right now like a birthday check from somebody. So like a $10, $20, $50 check from a family member. That's not going to be what pays my bills, right? That's not going to be what makes my account grow. That's not going to, they're just little gifts. And it's a nice reminder. You know, it's it's my birthday, whether that person gives me a gift or not. I'm going to continue to make money whether that person gives me a gift or not. But if I get a $20 check from my family member, that was super, that was nice of them to acknowledge this day. And I'm going to, I can deposit that in my account myself. Another way to think about this analogy, if somebody was just giving you money, let's say I was putting zero dollars, like nothing. I had no job, no paycheck, nothing that I was putting in my account myself. Somebody else was just giving me all of the money to put into my account. That's really not me being self-sufficient, and that's not me doing any work on my own. That's me relying on somebody else entirely for every single cent that my account is worth. So I want you to just picture this to keep in your mind and think about how important self-validation is. Remember, in the analogy... The money in the situation is your worth, your validation. So where does this all come from? You know, where did we as human beings get this need for external validation? And why do some people seem to rely on external validation more than others? Well, let's start with a few basics. When behaviors are repeated, it's because they are rewarded. And we know that as far back as, I mean, think of Pavlov's experiment with dogs, with that reward and conditioning behavior. So in this situation, external validation, if I'm going to work, I'm getting rewarded with a paycheck. If my job stopped paying me, why would I continue going to work? If I'm going to school, if I'm a student, that's because I'm getting a degree. Nobody would go to college or go anywhere if it didn't add anything and if there was no benefit at the end. If somebody is playing a sport, the reward there is competing. If I'm a gardener, that's because 
there's a reward in seeing you know the flowers blossom the harvest coming you know it if you planted a bunch of flowers and none of them grew you might you would probably quickly lose your interest in gardening somebody who plays music the reward there is creating music the idea here is all of the rewards are going to enforce your behaviors Now think of it as emotions. When you have certain emotional experiences, those also can serve as rewards, and those also can reinforce those behaviors. There's other areas where a need for external validations coming from lack of self-confidence, a need for acceptance, trying to find a sense of worth, trying to find a sense of identity. And as always, childhood is a huge, 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 huge factor in this need for validation. So one way could be perhaps you had overprotective or helicopter parents. This phrase, or it's what's used to describe parents who, they want to be sure their kids will not be physically or emotionally hurt. So they protect their kids from harm, pain, unhappiness, negative experiences, rejection, etc. If you grew up in that kind of household, it makes sense that you, when you were growing up, you were always scrutinized for your behavior, and you kind of learned, okay, if I want to be happy, then I need to be sure to satisfy my parents, aka I need the approval of others, I need the approval of my parents. These type of parents really value dependency more than autonomy. So you did not grow up having autonomy, which results in creating an insecure person into adulthood. And it makes total sense that if you grew up in that household, you're really going to be seeking being liked and validated by others. And really, this goes hand-in-hand with not really having self-worth. Another way that this can stem from childhood, if you were a scapegoat or if you grew up in a family where you felt like you had to prove to a parental figure, to a caregiver, that you were lovable to make them happy or prove, hey, I'm not bad, I'm not the problem. Essentially, any environment where you are having to prove your worth to somebody makes sense that down the road you're going to be continuing to think this is normal to seek this external validation. Even if your family was pretty, quote-unquote, normal, I mean, any kid who does what their parent says is going to get a lot of benefits. 
but it becomes dangerous when you're old enough to kind of stand on your own and you have this habit that you formed where you're relying on feedback from others. What are some examples of validation seeking behavior? So somebody who is seeking external validation. Social media, you know, going for those likes, going for those comments, waiting for a text back. So kind of getting a high off of receiving that text back from somebody. Being afraid to say no. So being afraid of disapproval. Gaining attention or acceptance through gossip. So you find that the way that you feel that somebody's interested in talking to you is by gossiping. Taking a disagreement personally, so you feel emotionally attacked when somebody doesn't agree with you. Fishing for compliments. Behaving in any way that's contrary to your belief. Posting something risque on social media. And again, this kind of would go with the likes and comments. Changing your point of view if somebody disagrees. Using that virtue signaling, like I'm better than them. Not standing up for yourself, not standing up for your own rights. Appearing to agree with somebody when you don't. Like inside you don't, but you're, you're appearing to agree with them. Not complaining when you receive something unsatisfactory. Feeling the need to apologize when nothing's actually happened for you to apologize for. Asking a lot of questions to kind of validate your own insecurities and fears. And really the the core of all these is the intent. So it really depends on the intent you're going about these various behaviors I just listed. And that is going to be what is whether it's you're seeking external validation, and really only you can answer that. Because we don't all do these behaviors to seek external validation, but many of us do. So it's going to require doing some thinking on your end. And, you know, when you do some thinking and think about why you're doing what you're doing, some common things that might come up are beliefs like, I need to be married. I need to make good grades. I need to make money. I need a big house. And then if you unpack it a little further, thinking, well, why do I think that? You may discover you're wanting people to see you a certain way. You're wanting people to say certain things to you. You're want you're really driving for these things for external reasons as opposed to internal. Now, external validation, it isn't always bad, okay? I don't want you to think this is a horrible thing. It isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
but it really needs to be combined with internal validation. So think about the bank, the analogy that I made at the beginning of this episode. We can't survive on these $10, $20 gifts, birthday gifts from our family members, aka that's what I was using for the external validation and the analogy for our bank. We have to do the bulk of the heavy lifting ourselves. We have to make most of the deposits ourselves. So let's get into some tips on how you can work to live a life that is not dependent on external validation. Number one, become aware of your need for external validation. So pay attention. Number two, treat yourself as you would a friend. Number three, this is especially for all you listeners that this is coming from childhood wounds. Practice giving yourself the love you never got. One way to do this is see yourself as the parent to the child version of you. So you likely didn't receive that love and kindness you needed when you were a kid and you learned to treat yourself rather harshly. So really, it might sound silly, but picture yourself. Picture that little kid. Picture that little person who tried so hard, who really didn't mean any harm who just wanted to be loved, just wanted to be cherished. And use this to help you, to help you, you know, overcome that inner critic. And use it to help you fill yourself with compassion for yourself. Compassion for where the groundwork was laid for this. Another way you can practice this is if you crave or you seek validation from a parent. Think about what you'd like them to say to you now or what you would have liked to hear from them when you were younger. Write it down. I mean, you could write it down on a sheet of paper. You could put a note in your phone. Say it to yourself. And, you know, this isn't a one-size-fits-all. You might want to do that for various situations that you would have wanted to hear some stuff in. And then just keep it close by. Next tip, get to know yourself. So think about who you are, what your values are, what drives you, who you are as a person. And then practice honoring those in conversations. Practice not just going along with everybody to appease people. Practice staying true to yourself and caring more about your inner self and inner validation. Next tip, look at your motives. Look at your intent. Ask, okay, Why am I seeking validation from this person? What, 
Like, whose reaction am I imagining here? What am I... Am I hoping they perceive me a certain way? And this is actually my favorite question that might be my favorite tip. Ask yourself, what do I hope this person tells me? Oh, that's a big one. What if instead, when you realize what you're wanting them to tell you, what if you told it to yourself? Next tip, recognize when you're judging your feelings. Step out of that. You know, get in the habit of saying, I have the right to feel this way. Think about the situation logically. So a lot of people might find the episode I did on changing the way you think and cognitive distortions helpful because if you if you're seeking external validation, it might be coming from a place of, okay, if my boss approves of me, if my parent approves of me, I'm good. If not, I'm bad. And that's all or nothing thinking. And there's a ton of tips I did in that episode where your thinking patterns could be what's keeping you in this need for external validation. Next tip. Be kind to yourself. Practice self-compassion. So when you find yourself doing some kind of behavior and you are seeking external validation, don't be hard on yourself. Just have some self-compassion. and It's okay to say, wow, okay, I recognize what I'm doing. You know, I'm human. We all do this sometimes. It's okay. Get in the habit of asking yourself, what do I need? What does my body need? What does my mind need? What is going to make me feel better? Like, what am I seeking outside that I can actually provide for my own self? The last big tip I have here, it's going to be self-validation. And honestly, I can do a whole episode on this um that this is a dbt skill and it focuses on accepting your emotions that you're experiencing so if you have trouble regulating your emotions you probably have a hard time accepting them if you feel sad you might immediately tell yourself oh i shouldn't feel like this So your first reaction is to kind of like suppress your emotions and not really dig deeper. So we have our primary emotions and then we have our secondary emotion. And the longer we sit with it, we figure out what the actual emotion that we're experiencing is. So things to practice in this area are learning how to sit with your emotions, notice how you feel, naming your emotions. Being mindful of your emotions. Accepting your feelings and your needs without judgment. Try to just process everything and not not judge them and see them as legitimate. Respecting your experience. Saying things like, okay, 
it's okay to feel this way right now. This is going to pass, and for now I'm feeling like this, but this will pass. This emotion's pretty uncomfortable, but it's okay. Pretty sure anybody would feel like this in this situation. What do I need to do to help me process this? Remind yourself that emotions are temporary. It's very temporary. They're not permanent. They come and they go. And then change how you're responding. Recognize like truly problematic things that are going on. Find compassion for yourself and be there for yourself. So if you check out the show notes today, I put ton. there's so many worksheets that are there to help you guys. Um, so again, if you just go in the show notes, as always, I have the citations. Um, I have the information about the podcast and things like that, but I have the free worksheet section at the bottom. So I have a whole tab, you click on it, and it's called self-validation worksheets. And it's, you know, things with skill building, things with emotion, lots of worksheets there. I also put emotional worksheets, DBT worksheets, and CBT worksheets that they are all free and they can really help you. So I truly hope you take advantage of those. They're free. They're in PDFs. It literally takes you to Google Drive so you're not being led to some kind of website or anything like that. And you can just do the work on your own. Yay! Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. If you aren't following me or you're not, you know, subscribed to the podcast, I would love it if you did so. If you have the time and you would like, I would love it if you left a review for the podcast as well and shared it with anybody that you think could benefit from it. That would be amazing. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I would love to have you on there. And if you like the content that I talk about on my podcast, then you will likely like my Instagram. It's at Codependent Recovery. My on there, I've been so excited. I've been, you know, checking the charts of my podcast. And just yesterday, I posted where and you know, my podcast was ranked on Apple's top charts in a bunch of different countries. Love all you guys. Oh my goodness. So, so far my podcast has been on the top charts in the United States, Great Britain, Canada, Australia, Russia, Norway, the UAE, Philippines, Portugal, Switzerland, Nigeria. That blows my freaking mind. <laughs> you guys are incredible. Like it that just it makes me want to cry when I see that to know that people from legitimately all over the world are tuning into my podcast and taking a really positive messages away from it. 
I've been receiving so many messages lately and it just warms my heart, warms my spirit, and I appreciate it. Um, if you are going through a breakup or a divorce, I wrote a 98-page workbook. It's available worldwide in print or in ebook. I will put the link in the show notes as well. And last thing I wanted to mention, if you are wanting some community right now, I started in October two initiatives. One are monthly Zoom hangouts. Another is a monthly Zoom book club. Just We did November's book club already. December's book is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And the November hangout has not happened yet. For all the details on that, check the show notes. It's awesome. It's cool to... I'm on there, so I actually Zoom with you guys. And then people from the community Zoom as well. Awesome. Well, so excited. I hope you have an amazing week. And I will see you next Monday, my little friend.